Hello and welcome to the weekly VM Campos Comic Book Club. This is the show where I review a comic book, new or old, from my collection and rate it on various factors. This week I'm doing something a little bit different. I'm going to look at some of my top picks that are debuting on this week's new comic book day, January 20th, 2021. Starting off with Marvel Comics, we've got Iron Fist, Heart of Dragon, number one of six. Larry Hama is the writer and the artist is Dave Watcher. The description is, someone is killing the ancient dragons that power the heavenly cities and only Iron Fist and the deadly weapons can stop them if they can discover who they are in time. Alright, so I'm not a big Iron Fist reader. I never watched the Netflix show and I never really read his comics. Uh, this is a limited series. We've got Larry Hama, who's worked in comics for, what, 30 or 35 years now? Originally working on G.I. Joe and such in the 80s. So I'm picking this one as a jumping-on point to some Iron Fist stuff. Next, I'm picking up Symbiote Spider-Man King in Black number 1 of 5 second printing. Peter David is the writer, who's a big name in comics, of course. We've got Greg Land as the artist. So, a bunch of big names right there. Peter David's been working in, in comics, I believe in the big two, for a long, long time. Um, I last remember him working on Spider-Man 2099, the second and third series that happened during the Second Civil War. And Greg Land, of course, is pretty famous or uh, infamous for some of his art choices. So this is the second printing of this limited series. I picked up first printing when it first came out. I already don't remember what happened in that one, so maybe if I see it again in the second printing, it'll jog my memory. I like the cover, though. It's basically got the return of Mr. E, this sort of like know-nothing, unimportant character from days of old, and he's coming back in the time of the um, King in Black storyline. Over at DC Comics, I picked a few Future State issues. We're right in the middle of that big event at DC Comics. This is the future of the DC Universe, or one possible future. Actually, I think I read somewhere that this is like the definitive future, not like Kingdom Come or, or whatever. Anyway, we'll see what happens with that. So one that I picked is Future State Catwoman number one. So the Future State titles vary from not too distant future into very distant future and Catwoman is one of the not-too-distant future. It's kind of fun to see the the cover, which is a futuristic Catwoman. And in this series, we also have the return of Onomatopoeia, the Kevin Smith-created character. Next, I'm picking Immortal Wonder Woman, number one. This is one of the far-in-the-future type of titles. You can tell because she's got gray hair. And what's been intriguing about the art of the character is that she's got Batman's utility belt and Green Lantern's power ring. What is going on in that plot? Can't wait to pick it up. I'm also picking the Peach Momoko cover. So continuing the Peach Momoko hype train. I love her work. I think this cover looks really cool. I don't know if it's a wraparound cover because we only see half of Wonder Woman crouching. But it might be a, a, a wraparound cover, so that would be cool. And lastly, Future State Superman, Worlds of War, number one. So here we have sort of a, I would say like a Planet Hulk sort of mashup with the Kingdom Come Superman. 
because it's a futuristic stockier superman with you know gray hair temples and it's the black superman s logo that we saw in alex ross's kingdom come basically superman is on another planet and he has to fight gladiatorial style hey that sounds like planet hulk but anyway this is a future state title with superman Moving over to Image Comics, we've got Rain Like Hammers, number one. They describe it as, Eugene is a new inhabitant of Elephant, a walking city on the desert world of Crown Majesty. So it's a sort of futuristic, post-apocalyptic thing, perhaps? The art is somewhat cell-shaded. It kind of feels European. The writer and artist is Brandon Graham. And according to this, they are the writer and artist of King City and Prophet. Not sure of that series, but this one here is an oversized five-issue series. It's going to be a nice change of pace from the gloom and doom and the big events of the big two. At Dark Horse Comics, we've got Crimson Flowers number one, written by Matt Kint and art by Matt Lysnowski. From New York Times bestselling mind management creator Matt Kind and Matt Lezinski from The Freak comes a brand new mind-altering journey through Russian folk tales, trained assassins, and government conspiracies. Further, it says, after losing her family in a violent home invasion, a woman uses folk tales to cope. In a blood-soaked journey through revenge, she tracks down the man responsible for her family's death, only to discover a startling government plot to weaponize folk tales and use them to raise children into super assassins. Oh, with a description like that, what is not to love? I also love the variant cover by Jill Thompson of Scary Godmother fame. She's got this cool watercolor style, the main character beating up some zombies, some winged devil zombie demon things. It looks really cool. So another offbeat title, and this one is in Dark Horse's Stable, which by the way, they're selling, celebrating their 35th anniversary. Congrats, Dark Horse. Over at IDW Publishing, we've got the third of four best of comics. This is TMNT Best of Leonardo. Leonardo from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles has always been my favorite Ninja Turtle. I always loved his blue bandana and his katana. And here he is the third in the in this miniseries, which is basically reprinting classic micro-series from back in the day. Now, back in the 80s, we had the original Ninja Turtles comics from Mirage. Then we had Raphael, the one-of-one one micro-series, the first spin-off. Then second, we had Michelangelo, I believe. And then Leonardo third, and then Donatello fourth. Now, 30-whatever years later, we have Raphael published first, then Donatello published second, and then Leonardo third, and then Michelangelo fourth. So why do you torment me? Why don't you publish it the exact same way as done 35 years ago? Anyway, more Ninja Turtles from IDW. Kind of interesting to have them publish over 100 issues of the series, and I still pretty much equate them back with the days of Mirage. At Boom Studios, I've picked Abbott, 1973, number one of five. Saladin Ahmed is the writer, and Sami Kivela is the artist. In a new series for fans of Something is Killing the Children and Bitterroot, 
Ahmed, the visionary writer behind Miles Morales' Spider-Man, and Kivella, the acclaimed artist behind Tommy Gun Wizards, reunites for this must-read supernatural thriller. There's a big description, but basically, Detroit's hardest-hitting journalist, Elena Abbott, is trying to make a fresh start at a new newspaper, but her deadly past isn't ready to let go. So there's stuff here also about, like, dark magic and assassinations, hate groups, and the like. So it seems to mix, like, real-world things as well as supernatural things. At Ablaze, I'm picking Gung Ho, Sexy Beast number one. Written by Benjamin von Eckertsberg, art by Thomas von Kumnant. In the preview says, The Return of Gung Ho, Sexy Beast picks up a few weeks after the events in Short Circuit, where at Fort Apache the situation is more tense than ever, as the threat posed by the Rippers adds to an increasingly difficult life for the colony. So this is a recent post-apocalyptic tale. I read the first issue. I think it was like six issues in total, something like that. And here's sort of a spin-off sequel sort of thing in the same colony, but with like different characters. So if you like that sort of like survivalism type of comic, this one might be for you. Next at Aftershock Comics, I picked I Breathed a Body, number one, written by Zach Thompson, art by Andy McDonald. Uh, this one takes the cake for this week's WTH Pick of the Week. Just listen to this description. A science fiction horror series about social media, big tech, and influencer culture. Further, it's the social network meets Hellraiser. When the world's biggest influencer posts something irredeemably horrific online, the world changes in an instant. Now it's up to his social media manager, and Stewart to fan the flames of outrage and create a sensationalistic campaign that rewrites the rules of banned content. Thus begins a carnival of lust, revulsion, desire, and disgust, all for viral videos. Alright, so incredibly timely. It's all about social media, it's about influencers, it's about our mindless scrolling to so through social media that just jades us. And here we have a social media influencer that according to this, post something irredeemably horrific. So that's the great thing about these indie titles, that they can go beyond the standard superhero fare. And if you see this cover, it is pretty horrible. Some sort of skinless body holding a mobile device in a sea of mushrooms. You have to see it to believe it. At Titan Comics, I picked The Cutting Edge. The Devil's Mirror, written by Francesco Dimitri, art by Mario Alberti. Tomb Raider meets The Hunger Games, in a brand new series by renowned fantasy author Dimitri and award-winning Italian artist Alberti. Brought together by a clandestine corporation, the world's greatest scientists, artists, and entrepreneurs must unite to solve a mystery of epic proportions. The Dodecathlon continues, but this time... But time is running out. The team's last hope is a lost artifact known only as the Devil's Mirror. Now this one is $5.99. I don't really see a page count, so I don't know if it's the same length as a regular comic. And the interior art is pretty enjoyable. There's a lot of detail, interesting panel layout, a good realism in the artwork. It's only a two-issue series, so it might be interesting to pick it up this week and see if you want to get number two next month. 
And lastly, I'll finish off with a couple of Zenniscope entertainment books. First, we've got Courier, Liberty, and Death Number 1 of 3. When Eve returns to Liberty, the stronghold where she was raised, she reconnects with her brother, who works for a ruthless gang leader named Gillens. And when old debts are asked to be paid in the form of murder, Eve must find a way to save not only her brother, but her soul. Robin Hood, Iron Maiden number one of two, finishes off this week's picks. This one is by Joe Brucia, writer, and artist Edgar Salazar. An outlaw, a vigilante, a hero, bringing justice to those in need, Robin has been there for her city, even when her city has had a target on her back. So it's Zenniscope's take on Robin Hood. And these are the comics I've got my eye out this week. All of these are first issues, so it's a great way to get started on a series. Check your local comic shops to see if they're in stock. Tell them VM Campo sent you. Also, don't forget to subscribe to my YouTube channel, where I preview new comics coming soon. These are the final order cutoff date comics that you need to know about before they sell out. All of the comics I talked about today are on shelves, but if you didn't pre-order them, you might not get your hands on some of them, especially the more popular titles. So subscribe to my YouTube and be on the lookout for those shorts to tell you at a minute at a time the new comics coming soon. What did you think about these comics debuting this week? Tell me about it in the comments. Which are you hyped for? Which are you mech about? Which ones did I miss? Tell me all about it in the comments. This has been the weekly VM Campos Comic Book Club, and I'll see you next week.